Hello, health warriors. This is Althea, your host, that posts the most info on health conditions. A warm welcome to your health and views podcast. Are you ready to take your health in your hands? Are you fired up to put a lid on sickness and diseases? If so, please join the team. warriors. Tonight's podcast, I will talk to you about thyroid disorders in the health bulletin. And in the ground bottom segment, I will discuss the superfood apple cider vinegar. And then I will give you an excellent smoothie recipe. That will be followed by the announcements and finally code purple. The topic of interest tonight is thyroid diseases. So to start with, where is the thyroid gland located? Well, it is in front of the trachea at the base of the collar where the collar meets the upper part of the sternum. It is controlled by the pituitary glands. To be specific, it's controlled by the anterior pituitary gland, which stimulates the thyroid gland to produce two main hormones called thyroid hormones. Thyroid gland is shaped like a butterfly, and it is responsible for many physiologic processes in the body. For example, personality change, metabolism, growth, temperature control, reflexes, alertness, hyperactivity, and so on. The two main hormones of discussion tonight will be T3 and T4. T3 is the shortening for triiodothyronine, and T4 is thyroxine. And these are hormones that are released by the thyroid gland. If too much hormone is released, too much um, 
thyroid hormones are released in the body. The condition is said to be hyperthyroidism. If too little is in the blood, it is called hypothyroidism. So, let us look at some of the tests that are used to diagnose thyroid function. There's a thyroid function panel that can be done in the laboratory. And TSH, which stands for thyroid stimulating hormone, along with T3 and T4 and T7, is usually um, the test ordered. Sometimes a test is done for TSI. And TSI stands for thyroid stimulating immuno immunoglobulins. And this is a type of antibody that is produced in the body by the thyroid glands, nodules that arm. So now, let's look at, let's look at signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism. So as mentioned before, hypothyroidism is when the thyroid glands is producing an abnormally low amount of thyroid hormone. There is a condition called Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, and that's the main condition that is seen when person produces too little thyroid hormone. This condition is an autoimmune condition. So what are the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism? Well, here are a few of them. There is weight gain. So the person, I would like you to also be aware that thyroid problems mostly affect females. Okay? So the person's shape is referred to as a barrel shape. There's intolerance to cold. Patient's metabolism is slow. Patient develops brain fogs, slow heart rate, constipation, memory loss, and problems concentrating. Person also can develop eye problems, dry eyes and red eyes, dry skin as well as hair loss. And the hair tends to be brittle and thinning. There is fatigue, tired feeling, depression. There may be problems with menstruation. What else? Aches and pain in the body are also some of the symptoms. Okay? And as I said earlier, it affects women, but mostly middle-aged women. As women get older, that's when they start developing this autoimmune condition. Treatment is usually medication. Um, levothyroxine is one of the more common medication that is given. But... Foods rich in iodine can also um, be eaten to improve this condition. 
So those of us who like to use holistic form of medicine rather than pharmaceuticals, we can try eating foods rich in iodine. Iodized salt is added with iodine, right? A lot of people will get their iodine from salt contents, but that alone is not enough. So they should eat foods rich in iodine. Foods such as seafood, salmon is also a good source, green leafy veggies like spinach, good. Other foods are bone broth, garlic, walnuts, blueberries, brazil nuts, and coconut oil are a good source of um, iodine. And also pumpkin seeds. Let's talk about hyperthyroidism now. Hyperthyroidism is the opposite of hypothyroidism. In the latter case, the, the thyroid glands is producing too much thyroid hormones, and a condition called Graves' disease is commonly seen in patients with hyperthyroidism. Overproduction of T3 and T4 is what causes um, Graves' disease, and the diagnostic tests are the same ones done in hypothyroidism, T, uh, TSH, T4, T3, uh, and so on. CT scans can also be done. Usually, biopsies can be done from the, um, the thyroid gland. Okay, there are immunoglobulins called TSI, thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins, that can also bring on hyperthyroidism in some patients. So that immunoglobulin, what it does, it mimics the TSH and stimulates the thyroid, causing it to go into overdrive and start producing a lot of thyroid hormones. Now, some of the signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism um, some of them are the exact opposite of what is seen in hypothyroidism. So instead of weight gain, there is weight loss. There is heat intolerance instead of intolerance to cold. Increased heart rate instead of bradycardia. Diarrhea instead of constipation. There is seen also cardiac arrhythmia. The skin is soft and the hair smooth, unlike what happens in hypothyroidism. There are personality changes. The person is hyperactive. You know, some people say they are wired. They are always on the go. They may also have insomnia. All right? 
If you have hyperthyroidism, you should stay away from aspirin. It is said that aspirin contributes to increase thyroid hormones. Now, the treatment for hyperthyroidism, there are beta blockers that can be given. There is antithyroid medication. Stop the thyroid gland from producing thyroid hormones. Okay, or it will stop the pituitary gland from stimulating the thyroid gland. There is surgery. Um, the, in some cases, part of the thyroid glands may be removed, so it would produce less thyroid. Or in other cases, the entire thyroid gland is removed. Then there is radioactive iodine. And this is a capsule that is given to the patient. And what it does, it destroys the thyroid gland. Okay? That is the main difference between um, the two conditions. Now, it's very important to have thyroid hormones in the body because thyroid hormones control a lot of vital functions in the body. And so if you have little thyroid hormone, usually you have to be placed on medication to um, help you bring up your levels of um, thyroid hormone. So now I'm going to let you hear what JJ Medicine has to say about thyroid disorders. All right, stay tuned. All thyroid diseases, but we're going to talk about Hashimoto's, we're going to talk about Graves, Sicu thyroid, we're going to talk about toxic adenoma and multinodular goiter, we're also going to talk about Dequerbanes, and this is going to be broad strokes. So we're first going to start with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Hashimoto's thyroiditis is a chronic autoimmune hypothyroidism, so it's a hypothyroid condition, and it's due to autoantibodies to the thyroid gland, specifically antithyroid proxidase and antithyroglobulin. This results in a pain-less thyroid gland, and you're going to see low T4 and high TSH, and you're also going to see high anti-TPO antibodies. The treatment for Hashimoto's is replacement of the thyroid hormone, so L-thyroxine or Synthroid. And the way to remember that Hashimoto's thyroiditis causes hypothyroidism, you can think of the mnemonic Hashimoto's hacks up the thyroid gland. So picture an axe and you're hacking up, you're chopping up the thyroid into little pieces. So if you have a chopped up or hacked up thyroid gland, it's not going to be functional. So it's going to be hypothyroid. So again, Hashimoto's hacks up the thyroid gland. Think about an axe hacking up the thyroid gland. It's going to be non-functional. It's going to be hypothyroid. So hopefully that helps. The next condition we're going to talk about is sicu thyroid syndrome. Sicu thyroid syndrome is actually not an intrinsic thyroid disease in and of itself, but you can think of it as thyroid dysfunction in a very sick or very ill patient. So there's actually a progression of thyroid hormone and TSH in this condition. So if you were to check the thyroid hormones like T3, T4, and TSH in a patient that's very sick over time with this condition, you're going to see First, you're going to see a low T3. That's the first thing that gets affected. Then you're going to see a low T TSH. Then you're going to see a low T4. 
And then eventually, the patient's going to recover, and they're going to improve in their condition, they're going to have recovery, and then they're actually going to have a transient high TSH afterwards. So this is the progression, low T3, low TSH, low T4, recovery, then a high TSH. Now there are several etiologies that are proposed to cause this uh, syndrome. One is there's a reduced peripheral conversion of T4 to T3. The second is a disruption of peripheral transport and metabolism of thyroid hormones. Three is a dysregulation of TSA secretion. And four is a suppression of thyroid function. So a lot of words, a lot of things here that you don't really need to remember. But what I really want you to remember is that sick thyroid syndrome is not an intrinsic thyroid disease in and of itself. It happens in a very sick person that's sick for another reason. So the treatment involves treating the underlying condition. Whatever is making that person sick, treat that. Don't think about this as a thyroid disease. So you don't want to replace thyroid hormone. So if you see low T3, low T4, don't replace the thyroid hormone with Synthroid or L-thyroxine. Let's pause here for a moment. So what the person is saying here in this excerpt is that sick euthyroid syndrome happens secondary. So there's other underlying conditions that cause the thyroid glands to um, not produce adequate amounts of thyroid hormones. So now I'm going to let you listen on as he explains. I just want to make that clarification. Several etiologies that are proposed to cause this uh, syndrome. One is there's a reduced peripheral conversion of T4 to T3. The second is a disruption of peripheral transport and metabolism of thyroid hormones. Three is a dysregulation of TSA secretion. And four is a suppression of thyroid function. Now we're going to move on to Graves' disease. Graves' disease is an autoimmune disorder caused by autoantibody stimulation of the TSH receptor leading to hyperthyroidism. So as opposed to Hashimoto's, this is actually a autoimmune hyperthyroid condition. This causes a what we describe as a rubbery thyroid goiter. And it's associated with another condition, Graves' ophthalmopathy. So remember, bulging eyes, proptosis, those types of uh, signs and symptoms. And with this condition, you're going to see low TSH and increased T4, and you're going to have TSI positive. And remember that the kind of quirk here is that if a patient takes biotin supplements, they may actually have a false positive. So it might look like they've got Graves' disease, but they actually don't. So how are you going to remember that Graves' disease causes hyperthyroidism? Well, you can remember by the phrase, Graves craves. So you might be wondering, how is this going to help me remember Graves causes hyperthyroidism? Well, think about Graves craves. So craves, think about them craving food. They're looking for food. They're really hungry. They're eating a lot. They're just looking around very energetic. So this is going to help you remember hyperthyroidism because a sign of hyperthyroidism can be an increased appetite. So Graves craves. So this will hopefully help you remember that Graves disease causes hyperthyroidism. Final condition JJ Medicine is going to talk about is called the queer vein thyroiditis. All right, so listen up. Is also known as subacute thyroiditis. And you're going to see a progression of things in this condition as well. First, you're going to have painful hyperthyroidism. Then it's going to transition to hypothyroidism. Then it's going to transition to a recovery stage. The Quervain's thyroiditis or subacute thyroiditis is believed to be preceded by a viral infection. And generally, 
it's found to be preceded by an upper respiratory tract infection that generally has happened four to six to eight weeks prior. And because this condition generally resolves on its own, treatment is mostly supportive. So really what you want to do is you want to have pain control NSAIDs for the painful thyroid gland they have, and you might want to use some symptom, symptom relief for their hyperthyroid signs and symptoms like the shaky or tremors they may have. So you can use propanolol for this. So remember that the queer veins, thyroiditis, causes a painful hyperthyroidism. You can think of the phrase, you quiver in pain with the queer veins. So you quiver in pain with the queer veins. So. Okay, so I hope that cleared up any little um, part that I omitted to explain when I went over the overview on hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. Okay, so I think that is all I have today on that disease. There are other information on the internet and on YouTube. If you need more information, just go ahead and search thyroid glands or so on, and you will find a lot of information on the topic. All right, thank you for watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ground Bottom. This week's superfood is apple cider vinegar. And this excerpt is taken from Cancer, Step Outside the Box by Ty Bollinger. Apples are among the healthiest fruits available to us. And they are the central ingredients in apple cider vinegar. American soldiers are said to have used it to combat indigestion, pneumonia, and scurvy. Apple cider vinegar is a powerful detoxifying and purifying agent. The amino acid in apple cider vinegar is an effective antiseptic and antibiotic whereas the acetic acid can aid in treatment of various fungal and bacterial infections. Apple cider vinegar breaks down fatty, mucus, and film deposits within the body. By breaking down these substances, apple cider vinegar improves the health and function of the vital organs of the body, such as the kidneys, bladder, and liver, by preventing excessive alkaline urine. It also oxidizes and thins the blood, which is important in preventing high blood pressure. In a study of arthritis victims, Dr. Angus Peters of the University of Edinburgh's Arthritis Research Institute found that a daily dose of apple cider vinegar and honey reduces pain by 90%. Also, a daily dose of garlic and apple cider vinegar has proved to be a powerful fat-destroying and weight reducer 
according to Dr. Raymond Fish of London's famous Obesity Research Center. Patients given this miracle drink before breakfast showed a remarkable reduction in high blood pressure and cholesterol in less than one week. Listen to this, guys. This is very important. This is an important point made here by the author. It says that many commercial apple cider vinegar have been pasteurized, filtered, refined, or distilled in order to make the product look good. Unfortunately, this extra processing destroys much of the healthy goodness and thus many of the apple cider's benefits that were in the product in the first place. So here, Mr. Bollinger suggests the best type of apple cider vinegar to use in, is one made from cold-pressed, organically grown apple ciders in which no chemicals or preservatives have been added. And he suggests Bragg's apple cider vinegar I used to use that vinegar myself, and that's a very good vinegar. Um, but of late, I've been buying a less expensive vinegar. And those of us who are here in Florida and other parts of the United States, I know Connecticut has Aldi's. So at Aldi's, you can get their apple cider vinegar, and it's organic. It's simply nature. That's the brand. And that's very good, and it doesn't cost a, less, uh, a lot. Costs about $5 for the, um, let me see how many ounces, 33.8 ounces. All right, so try that. Now, in closing out the ground bottom segment, I want to leave with you a recipe for a very medicinal tea that you should try. This is very good. Um, as I discussed a few weeks ago, um, I talked about turmeric and ginger and garlic. Now this tea is made up of turmeric, um, ginger, black pepper, and coconut oil. So, this is the recipe. One teaspoon turmeric powder, or if you have fresh turmeric, you can grate it. One teaspoon black pepper. One teaspoon ginger powder, or fresh grated ginger. Half a teaspoon coconut oil. All right, so then bring the water to boil, and then pour it on the ingredients in a mug. Let it sit for three to five minutes, and then you can train it if you use the grated ginger and turmeric. And you can drink it just like that, or if you choose, you can sweeten it with a little honey, raw honey. All right? So try that. That is very good. Um, for the stomach, any kind of stomach ailment, be it leaky gut or Crohn's or whatever digestive problem you're having, that is very, very good for it. Okay.
So, with that, I'm going to move into the announcement and code purple. Listeners, welcome to your views. Tonight's segment will feature Mr. Joseph Patterson, president of UIC. That's Jamaica's third party, or Congress, as the UIC prefer to be called. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, there is some discord in the organization, and Mr. Patterson had resigned, but has since rescinded his resignation. Let's um, listen to him and get an update as to what is going on. positives in it as well that I wanted to share with you this evening. Um, there are many things that are outside our control. Uh, we cannot control people's um, uh, behavior. We cannot control their choices. We can only control ourselves and our own choices. And so uh, this evening, I want to make sure I talk to all of you about what is going on inside the UIC. As you know, the UIC has grown tremendously over the last 10 years since Mrs. Patterson and I started. And, um, and when I say Mrs. Patterson and I, um, I always have to qualify that because along the way, a number of persons have worked with us. I still remember when we just started in 2013, back the first, the first time we were at UIC Jamaica was, I think, December. Um, 2012, when I created the UIC Facebook page, and um, uh, following that, I started to work very hard at finding people who could understand the vision, understand the mission, understand um, you know how we are going to make the transition and transformation in Jamaica. And so uh, it has been a quite a journey, quite a task. Uh, not an easy one. Um, it's a big decision when anybody decides to get involved in politics. A very big, very, very big decision. And um, when I decided to to try to create for Jamaica a political movement that would eliminate the colonial divide and conquer system that we've been on now, uh, my wife was very concerned. She said, "You don't want." This. Um, it is very dangerous in so many ways. She had concerns about all kinds of things that could go wrong. And I told her, I know, I understand, and I appreciate it. But I felt that I had a responsibility, a duty uh, of care, a duty to my people. Because the truth is, all of us were placed on this earth for a reason. All of us. We, some of us find that reason, and some of us don't. I found the reason for myself. My reason for being here, my purpose on earth, is to bring to Jamaica and the world a new governance model, a system of governance that would change the way we relate to each other, that would create an environment whereby we can achieve our full potential not because of political handouts, but because of a system that would empower each and every individual to achieve their maximum. 
professional accountant CPA, as well as a certified general accountant. And I developed a great love for political economics, where you study the commingling of politics and economics and how that impacts the lives of the common man and woman. I asked myself the question, why are so many people poor and so few people rich? What is causing the disparity? Is there a way to fix that? I studied poverty is not normal, poverty is created. Poverty is, a, is, a, is an outcome or byproduct of government. When I studied these things, I studied Jamaica's politics. I looked at what our colonial masters did with us, how they tried to trick us along the way. They abolished slavery in 1838. But when they did that, they made sure that the slaves were only free and it was their slave masters. They did not have the property rights. They did not have the access to capital. They did not have the education that they needed to enjoy so-called freedom. So they weren't free. They were only free in theory, but practically they were slaves. I looked further and observed that after 1838, they decided to give us over a hundred years later so-called um, universal adult suffrage, which is the right to vote. And so, in 1944, our people felt excited and thought that they were being given um, real power to vote, only to realize that that was a trick again. 
and other members of the executive apparently shared that position. The, the treasurer then, after I expressed my outrage and dissatisfaction uh, with the whole matter and how it would be dealt with, he proposed that I be paid a stipend for a salary instead. Um, we arrived at a figure of $167,000 per month. $167,000 per month for me, which is approximately $1,070 US per month uh, to support me and Mrs. Patterson also a similar amount. So in total, uh, $4 million per annum or uh, $167,000 for me and, uh, and $167,000 for her. The treasurer and the board decided to meet on the matter, which is customary and proper. And as usual, when the subject is me, I needed to step out of the room. I made clear to the treasurer and to the rest of the board that as per my initial recommendation concerning the four million, that I should not be paid a penny in any of the months where we do not have the funds to do so or we couldn't have the funds to meet other expenses. So all other expenses of the organization must be paid before Mrs. Patterson or myself are paid a cent. This was somehow forgotten by the board in their deliberations and for that reason they said they had to work overtime. At no point in time at all did the treasurer call me to discuss the matter because the treasurer has not been speaking to me. He's in the board, he's on the board, he speaks with a former member of the board, but he doesn't speak with me on the board. And so I keep telling the board that there's no way for you to have a treasurer and a president not speaking on, on a regular basis to plan and manage the affairs of the movement. I found it very odd, I find it very odd. I found that it's not very good for good planning and management. Anyways, I realized now that there was something going on behind the scenes. And uh, the whole thing continued until I finally said, after I, offered, I resigned, I offered my resignation effective March 20, 21, March, sorry, March 21st, one second, March 21st, 2022. I said, I will resign effective March 21st in order to give the board the opportunity to find somebody else that they feel more suitable because it was clear that they had no confidence in me and that they did not value me and Mrs. Patterson. Uh, the board called an emergency meeting at which they said, no, that's not true. We have every confidence in you. And they voted eight persons in favor of uh, in confidence, saying that they had confidence in me. And they, they voted one person saying they had no confidence in me, and one person abstained from voting. So in effect, two persons had no confidence in me, and eight of the other members had confidence in me, apparently. After that long meeting, three hours, where we talked and talked and talked, and it appeared as though we had reached somewhere and brought ourselves to an amicable position. The, the, um, 
Ish represents me malign my character and to draw away the membership. He then proceeded the following morning at 4 or 5 o'clock, I believe, to use his administrative, administrative privileges yeah, to turn off my access, to turn off my administrative access in our account, our WhatsApp group account. He turned off my access and he turned off the admin access of all the other executive members and made himself Lord and Governor over everything. He became the sole dictator while dictating me that I am a dictator. It is unbelievable and unimaginable. I will never be able to forget the name Marlon Phillips, the person I hired to help us, who then led the revolution to destroy us. And he had the company of Marvin Edgar to help him with this, and was able, with the help of the treasurer, to mislead a lot of persons down the wrong path. Now, I don't know what truly motivated them, but I'm sure it's not my resignation. I'm sure. I'm sure that they were already planning and plotting because that became apparent in many instances since then. They also tried very hard at the last um, AMC, which is the annual Memphis Congress, they tried very hard to coordinate the process to eliminate the vice president that they did not like. And I didn't know what they were doing at the time, but they were breaching the very constitution they announced that I have breached, or at least the rules of engagement, and I had to step in and say, no, the candidate that you want to run in the story is not from sorry, she can't be a, a baby in sorry. And um, you know, I kind of messed up your plan a bit. We were planning to, you know, get rid of this person. Um, and I messed up the plan because I said, no, you can't the rules said you you run in county that you live in, you don't run And so um, I'm sure they weren't happy. They tried to kind of suggest at the at the the annual members congress that um that maybe somebody else could challenge me as president. They, they presented it like a little joke, but the members would not have it. The members pretty much pulled them off the stage and said, no way. And so they kind of pulled back and looked for the next opening, which I provided to them by resigning. When I resigned, I knew that this would open up to a bigger discussion that would move us from this small body of persons who are trying to manipulate the system one way or the other. It would bring us now to more persons, the candidates, so that we can have a proper conversation and a talk for them to see what is happening and to be a part of the decision-making process. I'm very happy that we did this. Now, where are we? We have since been able to get the support of over 70% of the candidates and still working on the others because they're confused, they are surprised, they're shocked, they're bewildered, some are depressed, some are crying. We're all hurting because we could not believe what we saw. But I told them this was to be expected. We're not operating in a vacuum. We're operating in a very evil and devilish society with all forms of corruption. So please prepare yourself for more 
attempts at destabilizing and destroying the OIC. This is just the next attempt. They have done many already. They tried to keep us from registering and made us suffer for them. They have blocked us from the banks so that we, up to this point we cannot open a commercial bank account. We just failed again with Jamaica National. We failed with uh, NCB. We failed with uh, uh, First Caribbean or CIBC. We failed with JMMB. We failed with called, um, uh, I forgot the name, but all of these banks have turned us down. Why? Why are they turning us down? They turned us down because they're a part of a system designed to suffocate any attempt to change Jamaica from a country that is managed and manipulated by those who represent the colonial masters. They will not allow Jamaica to be free. And we have to fight hard and fight even harder. So this is just one more attempt at overthrowing the USD. We have survived many attempts, but this has been the most crippling because it is the most effective. They had somebody on the inside, and I would not be surprised if that person has been paid to mislead, mischaracterize, misdirect, and in the end, seek to destroy this movement. But we're not going to allow them. We are going to overcome. We are going to triumph. Because this Joseph Patterson, they look like a zombie, but I am committed to fighting this battle to the very end. So when I resigned, it opened the door for you to show yourself. And you showed yourself. You revealed your character. You show who you really are. Your intentions became very clear to the members, no, to the candidates, to the parish managers, the vice presidents, to all who truly love and this United Independence Congress, your true colors have been shown up. And as a result, we are going to come forward stronger, more powerful, and no force on earth except God himself will be able to stop us from leading Jamaica victory over division, victory over tribalism, victory over corruption, victory over colonization, and victory over all those who wish to live at the expense of others. We are going to make Jamaica truly independent, truly free, and a truly strong nation. We're going to give our children an education like no other education they've seen.
we are going to not only become a strong economic power in agriculture, we're going to become energy independent by tapping into all the areas that we can use to reverse our dependence for oil. So we have the solar systems in place. We're going to make sure we have the biogas systems in place. We're going to make sure we tap into the hydroelectricity. We're going to tap into geothermal energy. We're going to make sure that Jamaica becomes a strong force in the Caribbean, in the region, in the hemisphere, because we are going to not depend on oil from overseas, but from our own resources here to power our economy and liberate our people from the death traps that we have been placed in by governments past and present. We're not only going to become a food secure country and an energy secure country, we're going to become a water secure country because we are going to start capturing water, proper water harvesting facilities across the country, well maintained, to make them here at home, we will never be short of water again, the pressure will never be low again, and bigger than that, we're going to export water to countries who are having problems in the same. When the UIC is finished, Jamaica is going to be known as the safest, cleanest, most orderly and freest country on the planet. We're going to turn Jamaica into a modern city, state, from coast to coast, east to west, north to south. You're going to have a clean and beautiful Jamaica, not just in a tourist era, because the entire Jamaica will be a tourist destination. We're going to change the tourist product so that tourism becomes community-based and not all-inclusive. It will be an all-inclusive product that includes all Jamaica meeting in the tourism industry in one form or another. We're going to make our agri program so successful, so brilliant, that it itself will be a tourist attraction. We're going to have people coming here to taste the food, to enjoy the sun, to enjoy the entertainment, the music, the sports, and to enjoy the company of a new Jamaica generation. We are going to make Jamaica not only safe and pretty, we're going to make Jamaica the place where you can live, earn, and retire with dignity in your own country. No more will our young people or young professionals have to run off and go somewhere else to live because Jamaica does not make them feel safe with the opportunity that they need. We, the people of Jamaica, are going to take back Jamaica from those who have robbed us for 78 years with them pretty words and grand promising sell our country out to other nations. It's going up. This morning I was invited to North FM to speak on their program concerning the dates. And they tricked me as usual. What they did, they called me on a window dressing. They called me on so that they could manipulate the situation. They gave Floyd Green, the very person who represents all that is wrong with this country, when he broke the law that he's a part of setting and was free, and I broke the law that was wrong on ethical and immoral, and was sent to jail and is now being dragged through the courts. He, they put on the program with me without telling me, which is fine, he came on. What did he do? He told a nice, fanciful story about a beautiful national ID card system, when in fact what they're doing is creating an environment Trump, manipulate, control, and extort Jamaican people. 
this new ID system will be a part of the concoction of a central bank digital currency together with this digital ID and even the force of it. That is voluntary, but it's not voluntary. You know why it's not voluntary? Because once they bring it in, your employer will require it. And if you don't get it, you can't work. Once they bring it in, the bank will require it. And if you don't have it, you can't use the bank properly. You can't open an account properly. They're going to triangulate us and make sure that we're a part of the great reset system that some diabolical global elites are trying to enforce on the Jamaican people. They will do everything to stop me. They will do everything to stop the UIC from getting through. Make you aware and to make sure that you vote for the change that will protect sovereignty, that will protect your rights. They're going to send all manner of evil against us. We are not going to give in. We are not going to give up. And we are going to make sure that this year Jamaica becomes the one last free country on the planet. If all other countries decide that they're going to go the way of the Great Reset, where you all become dependent on universal basic income, or you're stuck just looking for a job because they've taken away every opportunity for you to start a business and own a business and run a business, that you, you can become a modern-day slave. Everybody gets to do that in all the other countries who allow it. But we in Jamaica must stop it. If this Prime Minister had the luxury of the NIT system in place and the now-coming Central Bank Digital Concurrency, CBDC, if he had those two things in place during the pandemic, every one of us would have been forced to take the injection. You know why? Because they would have turned off your access to money, they would have turned off your access to society, and limit you by virtue of these devices. Nothing is wrong with having an ID system. Nothing is wrong with having a digital currency. But everything is wrong with having an ID system and a digital currency, which is a part of a corrupt system of governance, which is designed purposefully to take away our rights and freedom and make us wage slaves. That is the objective. He's going to fight and fight and fight to stop doing it. No, I am one man. I am weak. I am not able to do this on my own. I can only do this with your help. They know that we will never get any funding from the big corporations. Why? Because the big corporations have a vested interest to continue to maintain the system as it is and to facilitate the system they want to come. So they are not interested in the UIC becoming a political choice for the Jamaican people, which is why they block us from CVM and TVJ, which is why they block us from the radio stations in general. And when they do call us on, they try to manipulate the situation. They gave Floyd Green 75% of the time and gave me 25% of the time and even interrupted me during the 25%. You won't watch it. Long ahead, what we did this morning. It is a travesty what they're doing.
they are trying to rob the Jamaican people of the so-called democracy that they claim they have here in Jamaica. They're trying to rob us of that. And so they're doing everything that they can to destroy the UIC. But we're not going to let them. We are not going to allow them to destroy this movement. So to all of you who have been misled, misguided, and misdirected by the cool leaders, don't follow them if you know what is good for yourself and what is good for Jamaica. The moment they get me out of the picture, they know that they have got the party in their hand and it will destroy the movement because it will not be supported because the Jamaican people will not trust you. There's only two outcomes in this problem that we're facing. Outcome number one is for them to get rid of Joseph Patterson and destroy the party. That's option number one. Option number two is for those in the party who realize the deception to say enough is enough, step out from among them and join me in the fight for your freedom and your country. Feel frustrated. Who they want you to feel frustrated. They want you to feel uncertain. They want you to just say, but give up. But not about Because see they already, they're a new party and they already have problems. Yes. We're a new party. And this new party is under stress. Because they want to kill it. They want to destroy it. They want to destroy me. I can't find any dirt on me because I am clean. They have tried. They have done everything. They have put out all kinds of fake news. They have called me a, um, a drug dealer from Canada. They have tried to put that out there into the community, into the, into the, 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 the whole um, society. It hasn't stopped. It will not stop. Because it's a lie. And right now, any new form of lies that they bring will not stop. Because this here, Joseph Pakistan, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. At least that's what we say. I'm not perfect. But I can tell you this. I am ethical. I am moral. And I am trustworthy. I am transparent. I am accountable. And I am responsible. Yes, I am tough. I am hard. If you're going to work with me, I'm going to expect you to do your best. And I'm going to demand nothing but excellence. While we may not always achieve excellence, we must always strive for excellence. And so, as we go through this phase, please understand that it's normal. It's normal for the UIC to be under attack from within or without. There will be more attacks in the future. The question is, will you stand with me now, stand with me then, and let us stand together we get to the end and have a new Jamaica united. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your well wishes. And I look forward to meeting with you again soon. And I ask you, please, please, do not listen to those who are seeking to destroy us. Listen to your heart. Look at me. Look at what I have done. Look at how far I have come with this movement. Look at the sacrifices made and know for sure that I, Joseph L. Patterson, and my darling wife will never, ever, ever let you down. We 
are going to stand for truth. We are going to stand for justice. And we are going to always, always be accountable and transparent to you. It might not be the way politicians behave. I'm not a politician. I am only involved in politics because I want. So don't expect me to do the things politicians do. I'm not going to play the games. I'm not going to try to trick you. I'm going to tell you as it, as it is. And if something goes wrong, I'm going to tell you it went wrong. And if it's right, I'm going to celebrate it. So you heard it all from Mr. Pattison. I hope that cleared up any concerns you have. Now let's move into the next segment, which is the announcement. Don't forget to include your turmeric in your purchases when you go to the grocery store. It's very good for you. Okay, so now the, um, this, evening's, this evening's presentation is sponsored by Aces Merch. Imagine it, we can make it. With that said, um, just to let you know that ACES merch can be reached at 813-850-2607 for all your custom needs. We make teas for infants right up to adults, and it doesn't matter the occasion. We will find the perfect shirt for your church functions, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, funerals, parties, graduations, group uniforms, and for promotion of your businesses and products. All right. So with that said, let's move into the Code Purple section. Um, tonight, we have three missing children that we want to focus. We're going to bring you tonight Trenton Duckett, missing from Leesburg, Florida, 
date missing August 27, 2006, date of birth 10 August 2004, he's a male, brown eyes, brown hair, he's Asian slash Caucasian, um, Trenton has a small mark over his left eye, and he was last seen at home in Leesburg, Florida on August 27, 2006. He was last seen wearing denim shorts and a green and blue striped shirt. If you've seen Trenton, please contact Leesburg Police Department at 352-787-2121. Or you can also contact Polyclass Foundation, 800-587-4357. Next missing person is Stephanie Chavez, missing from West Palm Beach, Florida. Date missing August, I'm sorry, date missing February 8, 2013. Date of birth is February 12, 1996. Race Hispanic, female, eyes brown, hair black, Stephanie was last seen wearing black pants and pink sweatshirt. She went missing from West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, she was <coughs> in the company of an adult male, and they may have been traveling to Mexico. If you see Stephanie, please give the West Palm Beach PD a call at 561 822-1900 or again you can call Polyclass Foundation 800-587-4357 the final missing person is a little boy we featured last week also and he is missing from Hampton, Virginia his name is Cody Bigsby. He's a four-year-old, and he was reported missing on January 31st, 2022, by his father. Um, his father is still locked up on ch um, charges of seven counts of child neglect, and they have no... Um, concrete or no new update on little Cody. They have still not found him. So please be on the watch out for this little boy and keep your eyes open. Okay? If you see him, call 911 or call, if you're in the Virginia area, call the Hampton Police Department. Okay. So that's that for that part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Althea, your host with Your Health and Views podcast. It has been my pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to join me next week, same time. The Health Bulletin next week will be on colon cancer. To learn more, 
please subscribe to the channel so you will be notified of releases. And thank you again. So long. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Althea, your host, with your health and views podcast. It has been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to join me next week, same time, around 9 p.m. To learn more, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified of releases. Again, thank you and so long.